What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Lori tonight, and we are talking legacies on the CW, and I think Lori and I are both excited because if you've listened to any of our episodes, you will know that both of us are Vampire Diaries and Originals fans, so we've been like really, really waiting for the new season of Legacy so that we can start talking about this world. And it's finally here. So we're going to talk about it. It is. It is the best of the worst of the worst of the best. (laughs) I love Julie Pleck. I love everything about the Vampire Diaries, but somehow Legacies, either you love it or you hate it. And sometimes at the same time. (laughs) this is true but i i'm just saying this i i i do yeah so i'm sorry no you're good so let's get into it um so we're picking up this is season three episode one and let's see where we left off last season let's see josie went dark and then she's no longer dark Hope, let's see, I think she's in a magical coma. Landon was killed by Raphael, who was possessed by the necromancer. And let's see what else is going on. I think that's pretty much it for the big kind of cliffhangers that they left us on. Did I forget anything? Uh, no. Uh, Will, of course, is now fully in the Scooby gang. He found out that he was a fairy, which was just adorable uh wait. caleb is still around i wish caleb you, you don't wade? remember that wade yes wade yes wade yes, yes. wade is a fairy yes he which is. i thought was hysterical when they when they said when they proved it i was like oh this is gonna be fun <laughs> uh our girl Alyssa is back who nobody can stand <sighs> yeah i got some things to say about Alyssa Chang. <laughs> Uh, let's see Caleb is there uh what no no I I like Caleb I think that they should switch Caleb out for MG because I think Caleb's a better character but MG is there being useless as always you know Uh, I won't say he's useless but I I really don't like the fact that they've had him pining over Lizzie Saltzman for two years now yeah it's it's one of those things it's one of the things that i'm that kind of irks me about the show but um okay so let's talk about this episode so legacies is one of those shows that for the most part you you do have a plot that kind of carries you through the seasons but they also follow the monster of the week format for most of their episodes and this episode was no different and I was kind of amused with the monster of this episode because if you know, one of the shows that we covered when we first started this podcast was Cursed on Netflix and Cursed tells a version of the Arthurian legend. And so you have Nimue as one of the main characters and then the green knight comes in later. So in this episode, we get Nimue, the lady of the lake, and we get the green knight who is... I, I don't even know how to describe him. It, it was kind of like, I don't know. He felt kind of transformer-ish. I, I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was like. I, oh, 
it was oh no okay it was it was super sentai uh sort of power ranger type thing yes uh there that would go. be more, yeah yeah and, and and the thing of it is is that i didn't really connect until you just said right now about the whole the, the whole green knight thing because uh Nimaway, or the lady of the lake came out looking like baby girl shrek i mean she was all types of green which i was like huh that's original <laughs> right she 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 reminds me of uh, i love grim and there's an episode where a, a girl basically uh is like a toad uh species and she she turns green after they resolve the episode and she looked just like the actress and i thought oh that might be her but that wasn't her the green knight was very very interesting but it also was very weird the way that they did it the way they explained it and how he acted so that wasn't the highlight i think the highlight was the fact that we actually got a monster that maybe wasn't evil maybe she was actually trying to help you mean the lady of the lake yes yeah it's weird though because when she first came out of the malivore pit um of course most of the monsters that come out of the malivore pit they usually have a singular focus which is to find Landon and kill Landon but of course Landon is already dead at this point so there wasn't really much use for her with that so she she um she's looking for the sword and I don't know it was just it was kind of weird because for most of the episode I was really trying to decide whether or not this lady of the lake was evil or not yeah yeah I don't know. It's like she she approached she approached the kids, and the kids are in the middle of this field day. You know, Alaric and MG kind of put together this field day to build unity among all of the school after the events from last season with uh, Josie going dark after her extended use of dark magic, and you know she killed. Alyssa Chang and you know she tried to go ahead and do the Gemini merge with her twin and it was just you know it, it oh, okay a lot of oh, okay <laughs> okay just really let, let's let's do really quick one minute thing here if you've never watched Legacies Legacies is the third show of the Vampire Diaries there's the Vampire Diaries there's the originals and there's Legacies Legacies is their version of Xavier uh, x-men school by alex saltzman who is raising his twin daughters who are gemini twins meaning they're witches they're ciphers and he's raising uh hope michelson who is claus michelson's daughter yes and they live in the old salvatore mansion by damon and, and stefan yep. who is given to them by caroline Stav- salvatore uh, Stefan's widow, and they have a school for vampires, witches, werewolves, any mythical creatures. And basically, the main characters have their little Scooby gang. Landon was the odd man out with Raphael. Landon is the special one. He's a phoenix. And basically, hijinks ensue. <laughs> 
but really it, it and it's so funny because that's such a simplified version of the show but it's almost like if you're watching legacies and you don't know the background of the vampire diaries in the originals why are you even watching Legacies? <laughs> it's just one of those things where you have to you have to have watched at least the originals in order to understand well no that's no you have to watch both too. yeah yes because yeah. because that's where you first meet Alaric. That's where you meet Caroline, the girl's mother, who we never see on the show. Speaking of which, I want Caroline on the show. Can you we meet her once? Well, see, that's the thing that really kind of made me mad the last couple seasons because because at the end of the originals, she shows up and she talks about the school a little bit, and he goes and he visits her, and she's off in Europe. Uh, recruiting, but we never now. Do they just not have uh, uh, cannons um, contracted for the show, or what? No, I think I think that even though this show is built on the legacies of the two uh, prequel shows, if you want to call it that, I think they're really trying to keep it separate that's why we don't really see characters from the other shows we did see freya last season for brief we saw matt we saw matt and and we saw jeremy so yes see him every once in a while i don't think we saw kai we saw kai as much as i can't stand kai i love him as well but yes we saw kai and there have been mentions of damon and elena um as far as you know, there was, um, I think there was an episode where it was like an alternate universe type thing. And so Damon and Elena were mentioned and their daughter was mentioned, but we haven't seen any of that in the show. But um, I think they're trying to keep it a separate show just built on Hope Michelson, which I understand that. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of weird to me. And it's one of the it's one of the things I don't like about the show because the Michelson family in the originals has always been about always and forever. And it's always been about family, whether they were fighting and at each other's throats or whether they were, you know, standing unified against whoever their enemies were. They've always been about family and hope was kind of the catalyst to kind of really bring the family together finally at the end so it does irritate me that we don't get to see them I know that there have been several interviews that I've seen by Joseph Morgan where he says most likely he will not show up as Klaus in in the show even as like in a flashback or as a vision or whatever because he he feels like he did what he was supposed to do with that character and it's now Hope's turn which I understand but I mean he was like one of the most dynamic characters in that universe. I mean, he was only supposed to be on the Vampire Diaries for four episodes, and then they built a right. whole show around him. So, can I can I tell you something? Yes. The first time I saw the Necromancer, remember that first episode? Yes. I thought that was Joseph Morganson in the costume. <laughs> I did. I was convinced that was him, just you know, playing a different character, but it wasn't. No. Um, but that character is so I funny agree. to me because we when we were watching uh the the episode the new episode my daughter and I kept looking we were like he seems kind of like an 
even though I don't know how you can do overdo this, but he seems like an overdone version of Johnny Depp. Like if, if Jack Sparrow was the necromancer, that's what it will be. It's a fun character, but he does tend to get on your nerves. Yes. But the origin story of how he made himself the necromancer again in the ice cream shop. Guys, you need to understand this character is priceless. Just he's got his acolyte Ted and some of the best stuff ever but i i think that the thing that i like about this is that we do get alaric and by the way the gray's looking good on him not too bad i like the gray yeah um i like the cast in general i think that uh adding wade in might round it out a little bit but you have a danger of having you know too many characters in the scooby squad um i like that alaric has just enough interaction but he doesn't overtake it. They let the kids do. But I was looking at the twins today when I was watching the episode and um, uh, Elizabeth, she, if you look at her face, she looks just like the actress that played her, her uh, bio mother. Yeah, I mean, she just sort of yes. looks almost just like her. She, in the she face. does. They, they, they did really good casting with the twins and when the show first came out and I saw the twins, it's so funny because when you see them when they're younger, they look identical. Mm-hmm. And then of course, as they grow up, they're fraternal. And I, I found it really interesting that, of course, you know, you have the darker, the, the darker twin, meaning the darker haired, dark eyed mm-hmm. version of the twin and she's supposed to be like the nurturer the pushover and then you have the the lighter twin the blonde twin the blue-eyed twin who is the more aggressive one she's the one that has the mental health issues and she's the one that's kind of on a short rope you know she's the one that kind of flies off the handle and everything and then last season those roles were reversed you know because lizzie is the one who was basically trying to save her twin and Josie was the one that was using the dark magic and even right. from the beginning I mean even from the first episode of the show Josie was the one who used dark magic with hope so you know I kind of liked that um I kind of liked that the way that they did the the twins it's kind of like you you see them and they present as opposites and then they kind of they kind of roll reverse and then this this season again so far in episode one you've kind of got the role reversal again because Josie has kind of I won't say retreated back into her shell but she's feeling a lot of guilt for the stuff that she did when right. she was not in control of her magic and so she's gone back to being the quiet kind of mousy I'll see, yeah, you know, version of herself, and now Elizabeth is the one who is getting kind of the mean girl. She's in her mean girl phase again because people are picking on her twin, and that's one yep. thing about them they they don't let other people, you know, bring the other down. So right, yeah, it's funny. And I agree. Like they, those those young actresses are really really good. You they know? are, and and they and they really. How can I put it this way? If you pay attention long enough, they really do act like their namesakes. Liz acts like Liz. Josie yeah. acts like Josette. 
They really and truly do. Yes. I, I, I love the way that they've got these girls and they're written. And, and I love the fact that, they, like you said, they go back and forth and they have the thing. And, and it's cool because you may not get a family always in forget, forever, but you get the twins always in forever, you know? And I think that's cool. But I love, I love how Liz, Elizabeth, tells MG, I'm, I may be sorry for this later. I'm sorry I ruined your day. And then she goes right back into the old Liz. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, like I said, I I have issues with all of the characters in in some way, form or fashion, but they're like slight things. But the, the thing about MG, I don't like the way that they have him just kind of this lost puppy type thing with Liz. And yep. from yep. what I kind of gathered this season, it's going to be about Liz kind of noticing MG and noticing that he's always there for for her and maybe paying him a little bit more attention on the romantic front and I don't really want that no. you know I'm, I'm not I'm not very much a fan of people having to go through any kind of abuse and you know I mean, she, she's mean to him. She she has been for the last two seasons. Like, MG has always been a very good friend to her. He stuck up, you know, for her when nobody else did. And she treated him like garbage. And so I, I just, I don't want to see them together. Like, if they, if she yeah. gets to the point where she, she recognizes that he's a good friend to her and they just have this really awesome friendship that's not based on romance i would totally love that but yeah i i don't want to see those two together i i, I think mg needs to grow a spine and he's not going to be able to do that with lizzie i just that's my opinion and, and the thing of it is the the template that they gave us with him being a ripper you would think that he would be a little bit more aggressive anyway, but he's not. I mean, he's like, he's like, I'm a ripper, but at the same time, I'm going to open the door for you. You know, it's like, eh. well, I mean, like I said, was the same way. Think about it. Well, Stephen yeah, the same way. that's true. So that's I think, true. I think that extreme is kind of, it's a total opposite from what being a ripper is. And I think that's just one way that they try to keep that side of their, personality or that side of their character you know right. that characteristic kind right, of under right, control right. you know right because now now with caleb i think that caleb i was thinking we were i don't know if we were recording or not but caleb is more of my favorite character because uh caleb to me is a stronger character he's got more personality and i just love watching him on screen i mean he is so much fun he you is. know he's like the older brother and and Alaric uh, tends to trust MG with more stuff, but whenever Alaric needs something done, he goes right to Caleb. Yeah. So. Um, Caleb is one of those characters when the, when the show first started, I really didn't care for him because, he, really? because of the way that he was as far as, it's almost like they intended for him to be the bad character or to be like the Damon character of the show and mm. then his character has kind of evolved so he is one of my favorite characters now um you know he's like the ultimate wingman for mg he's the one that's really um it, it's kind of like you see the friendships on the show and where landon has Raphael, i think 
Caleb and MG are starting to have that same kind of brotherhood, that same kind of friendship. And it's good right. because Caleb is the one that's uh, the more dominant of the two. He's more, he's more the alpha male in that group. And whereas before he used that sense of self to kind of try to be the bad influence, you know, hey, we don't have to drink from bags. We need to go straight to the source, that sort of thing. <laughs> and it's like, now he's just kind of, he's chill. He's, you know, he's actually matured. And I, I you know, I like it. He's, he still has a mischievous side to him though. But yes, yes, he does. But yes, it, he does. It, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, and I think with everything that they've gone through in the last two years, as a school and as a group of friends, it's kind of like, okay, you kind of have to mature and you have to change the way that you approach some things because, you know, you've got one friend who is almost constantly falling apart because she thinks that she's this broken, damaged person. And then you've got her twin who almost never seemed to fend for herself and then completely did a 180. You've got Raphael who spent a lot of last season not even there. I mean, he was he was a wolf for most of the first most of the season. Yeah. And I still don't like Raphael. You don't? Not 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 in the least. I do not care for the character. Oh. I I I think that if they probably would have let him be more human last season and given him a little bit more screen time. But he's not my favorite. I love Landon, uh, I, and, but but Raphael just doesn't quite. I I don't know. I, I don't. I, well, especially what transpired in in this episode with him, which might make him more interesting. I don't know. I I just think that something about that character just says I'm always going to be a sidekick, and you know. I don't know if I get that vibe from Raph. I don't. I don't get that vibe. I mean. You have to think about it. He spent a lot of last season as a wolf and then he died and was brought back. And then he was possessed by the necromancer and killed his best friend. Raphael is dealing with a lot of PTSD. (laughs) This is true. This is true. makes it hard for him to be a quote unquote leading character. But like you said, in this episode, he was the one who kind of convinced Landon to rejoin, you know, his spirit to rejoin his body. And he was the one who was able to pull Excalibur out of the stone Same and defeat day. the Green Knight, which was so funny because when he pulled the sword out of the stone and then Nimue said to him, oh, you must be descended from royalty Again, my mind went back to Cursed because in Cursed, we have a Black Arthur. And right, then, right. So with Raphael, I was like, oh, this is cute. And they, they kind of sort of favor each other too. Yeah, yeah, they Arthur. do. But you so, knew he was going to pull out the sword because when he reaches down for MG's hand and his hand is, the other hand is behind his back, you mm-hmm. knew that. But the, the thing is, is that I, I like that because if that gives him more makes me like him more but he already was sort of joking with with him and and you know shows him the sword so i'm like okay that could even lead to him having a little chip on his shoulder 
because he saved the day or he's going to get over it and just go back to being himself. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because I think it's probably one of those things where, and, and I, my daughter and I, as we were watching the episode, we figured that Raphael was going to be the one to pull the, the sword, even, especially when everyone was trying, we thought it was either going to be Josie or mm. it was going to be Raphael. And I, I thought Raphael because he was planning to sacrifice himself or not necessarily sacrifice himself, but he was going to have the necromancer place Landon's soul into his body so that Landon can still be there. You know, basically in in a sense, he was going to become a host, which means that Landon would have had full use of his body and Raphael would have just been there. And when they started talking about, oh, the person has to be worthy to pull the sword, I was like, oh, that's easily going to be Raphael. I mean, he's the one right now that's about to do the most selfless thing. He's about to give up his existence so that his best friend can come back to life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then at the same time, I felt like that was a scenario that when Raphael got there, it made him understand that he is not just some throwaway character. You have a right. sense of worth in this group too. Right. And, yeah. And, and I really did not miss hope most of this episode because hope I, okay. I like hope, but she's so powerful. It's just like when, when, when Nimue was telling them, Oh, you must run for your lives and this and that and all this other one of them, she said, goes, yeah, we kind of do this all the time. And they weren't fake. They didn't run. They didn't fade. They weren't phased by it. So they says, well, the one that usually takes care of things is out of the picture. That's hope. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was Liz, I believe, that said that. And for Liz to say that, that's something because she, she kind of doesn't like hope a lot of times. You know, I mean, well, that was just that was mostly first season. I think second right. season, yeah. you know, they really did bond. They got together better. And when, you know, when Hope disappeared and came back, Lizzie said, you know, she basically was like, I really did miss you, you know, and, and it was, you know, I I was rewatching the beginning of the second season. And it was so funny because when Lizzie got her memories back and she sat up in the bed, she was like, Hope Andrea Michelson. I said, oh, this is about to be the whole she's about to pull the mama bit like call your full name out and why didn't you and that's exactly what happened but yep i think they have they have a better understanding especially with everything that they went through last season and most of the first season i think lizzie was able to see a lot of the things that hope had to go through and hope went through a lot of that stuff by herself you know because she didn't really know how to open up to people or how to trust people and I mean think about it when the when the show first started the one time she did Landon betrayed her even though he didn't do it on purpose he didn't know what he right so right right um and and it's not as if she had a lot of kids to hang out with growing up no you know I I mean first what the first four five six years of her life I mean her whole family was pretty much in coffins and Haley kept her kind of away from everybody else, you know, because they had to tell people that Hope had died as a baby. Right. You remember right. to yeah. protect her. Yeah. Yeah. 
So and then when she got sent to school, she gets in trouble and they send her back, you know, home because she, you know, turned the kid, you know, into a hybrid, you right. know, because she wanted to belong. And it's it's like she's come around a long way. But I think that if you're going to look at the children that probably had the best, worst start in life, it would be the twins and it would be Hope. Yeah. Because even though the twins were around people, the twins are really, really special. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they kind of have a limited time to be twins. Right. You know, with the Gemini thing really makes it more so. I, I'm actually surprised Caroline just didn't like take them off and put them on, on, an, on an island somewhere. Just leave them be, you know, I mean, you know, but that's either here or that. But Landon, I mean, they're. The character of him and the way that he's really transformed himself over the beginning to this season, I like it. I, I like how the necromancer is like, you know, I can only do this and this and this, and the lyric gets upset with him. And I, I'm watching Landon, and I didn't like him. I, I'll admit, the first six episodes of the first season, I kind of turned it off and went back later to finish watching it because I just didn't like it. But then I got into it and I was like, oh, okay, this is not the Vampire Diaries. This is not the originals, but it's gotten better. And last season, they really shined. I mean, the episodes with Kai, the whole Necromancer's backstory. I mean, they did a lot of stuff. I'm and sorry, I don't Dark like Josie it. made that. Dark Josie made the season right. for me last. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Haley that Bryant was good. is so good mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. doing and transforming between both sides of Josie's character. Like when she turned Dark Josie, my daughter and I were looking like, "Whoa, this is like so." Like, I kind of sort of got. You know what what it made me think of? Like if they, and I I never finished um, Once Upon a Time. I only got up to like season five, but if they ever did an episode where they were showing the past, Josie would be perfect to play Regina's younger self. Like she was so good. I can see that. I can see that because on on that they had, uh, what was it? Bailey Madison play Snow, a young Snow. And I liked her portrayal, but Mark, my husband, took one look at that and stopped watching the show until she was off because he just didn't like it. He, he, he said something years ago. He goes, when you have young actresses and they play someone who's big or epic, either they nail it or they don't. Mm-hmm. And this kid nails it. She really, and the dark Josie stuff and the stuff with the, the what was it? The, uh, the, the merging contest that they had between the two sisters. Yes. I mean, that stuff was awesome that's when when the show is on the show is really really on and when it's off yeah go get some popcorn you know but it's gotten way better this episode was interesting because it it was a little bit more comical uh they they had some good little jokes and i liked how it was not so going directly into the plot except for the last scene um they have a tendency the first couple episodes of each season to be kind of and then by the third and fourth they really get into it and you're like okay or or is that just i think with the first few episodes they try to 
it's almost like they try to put us in the mind frame of, okay, yeah, even though these kids are, are dealing with all of these dark monsters and all of these, you know, all of this grown-up drama, they are still kids. So we do get, we do get to see a little bit more of that kind of drama with them, which is fun. But um, I think for me, and this, this kind of comes from Vampire Diaries as well, I wish, I think the one thing about Hope's character that kind of bothers me is the fact that, like you said, she's supposed to be this really, really powerful character, but you're basing a lot of her emotions and a lot of what she does as this character based on her relationship with this boy. Yeah. And that bothers yeah. me. Like, yeah, it, why do yeah. we, especially when it comes to teenagers, like the focus in Vampire Diaries was so much about Elena and Stefan and then Elena and Damon. And, you know, I love the show. It had its problems, but it was fun. But the Elena yeah, it, relationship was one of those things that was like so ridiculously toxic and you made it such a focus. Like my daughter's literally didn't watch the last two or three seasons because they were so sick of it at that point <laughs> and I don't want it to get like that with this show like I like Hope and Landon I like that they're you know in a relationship and I like that they're you know they have feelings for each other but it's I don't want that to be like the overall theme of the show like I kind of liked it when they were apart and Landon was in the relationship with Josie I thought it was cute yeah. I thought it was I thought it was much more natural at first until Josie started doing her whole jealous girl thing. And then I was like, oh, here we go with this again. It's just, it's the part well, yeah. that I don't enjoy, you know, overall. I, I like it. I like it in small doses, but give me story, give me the monsters, give me the, you know, the drama, which is, mal you, you know, and, and I know we're probably gonna get some more about Malivore because the Malivore pit is still open. So we're still right. with monsters. So hopefully we'll still get some of that, but I, I want to see hope be powerful on her own merit. Like the fact that she spent the whole first episode in a magically induced coma because she felt like she knew Landon was dead and she didn't want to come back and deal with that. That's yeah. Girl, yes, save yourself. Yeah. You don't want to deal with that. But I mean, you literally dealt with both of your parents dying, your uncle dying, all this other stuff. You literally had a, a, a massive dark curse in you as a child that, that alienated you from your whole family. You can deal with some shit, <laughs> you know? Don't forget her family forgetting she existed. Exactly. Then they had that. Then they had that one thing go after her. Yeah. Okay. Again, for those of you who haven't seen the show, Hope is the trifecta. She is all at once. Don't ask me because they. This is Vampire Diaries. She's a witch. She's a vampire, and she's a werewolf all at the same time. Yes. So, and her grandmother's crazy, but that's either here nor there. What? Her grandmother oh, was crazy. Yes, yeah, she was. But, um, you know, so Hope was, and we find that this out last season, Hope's existence as a tribrid, as, as it's called, she's supposed to be the loophole for the Malivore. 
she's supposed to be able to contain Malivore. And Mal Malivore is this entity, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, void, dark void. Yeah. Yes. But see, it's kind of like yeah. a purgatory for supernatural beings. Like right. it, it yeah, used yeah. to it used to basically um absorb supernatural beings and keep them trapped right. there. And I think it start I think it started as a human and then I have to go back and rewatch season two because it started as a human that. and they did the vampire diary thing where they had a group of witches who put a spell, separated it, and went back and it came back beasted together, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, not quite exact, but that's the gist of it. Right. Oh, uh, I so, forgot all about that, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So and so it's supposed to be the, yeah. she's supposed to be the loophole, the thing that can that can um I guess kill Malivore. And she tried to do that last season. But what we found out is because she has not activated her vampire side. Like she's a witch, she can control herself as being a werewolf when she wants to but she has not died and come back yet as a vampire so she's only two-thirds of her of her tribe self that's true and that's apparently true. everything has to be activated in order for her to destroy malivore which is you know why we're still getting creatures coming out of the malivore pit because chad doesn't know how to keep his hands to himself so Chad's huge. Um, I, I think that somewhere down the line, we're going to find out that Hope isn't the only Tribert and that there's somebody else who we may not have even seen yet who's going to be the same, which will be interesting. Uh, if it is, it's probably her cousin. Um, I, I think that the Malavoy thing is interesting because they've managed to run with it for two seasons. It looks like they're going into the third. Mm -hmm. And that, that ink, so to speak, ha uh, well, hasn't gone dry yet because they've made it interesting enough, yeah. you know, and it keeps your interest. Now, the thing that I thought was interesting is that they, the, the few adults they have, and there's actually only like one adult that's Alaric. Alaric's character. No, Dorian is there. Where? Where, where? When's the last time we've seen Dorian? We um, saw him twice last season. Okay, maybe three times. I forget Dorian is there because Dorian always is like, okay, fine, whatever. I mean, it's like he's still a lyric student, almost, you know, the way that Alert treats him. And then, like I said, we get Matt, eh, I think we got Matt, what, once or twice? I think we got that, Matt once. That female sheriff yes she's useless okay I, I don't think she's clued in i mean and, and see here's the thing and this is just me speculating the show is good i like the show i love the show but for my money it would be smart if they would bring in a certain couple's kid and have that kid go to the school but correct me if i'm wrong because I was crying so hard that I didn't catch the last major story point. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when Elena and Damon became human, did they swear off or magically can't come back to this world, or am I, or, is, or did I dream that? No, they're they're in this. World. I thought they said hands off. They can't have contact anymore. Not that uh, I, I must. Okay, I must have been drunk. But yeah, because <laughs> because she because technically speaking, 
they exist in this same in the same world because I believe there was there was a billboard that they showed her office they showed her office yes they showed I think she I I I almost want to say she took over her dad she bought her dad's old space and it was the old office and it said doctor so she's so apparently they're there and supposedly they have kids apparently they named their daughter after Stefan I don't know if we'll ever get that in the show um that'd be smart to do that though that would be interesting, but I think, I think the whole point of legacies is kind of keep it in that world, but also keep it separate. Although, right. although I don't know if you've seen the uh, the news in 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 internet land the last couple of days, they are doing a musical episode, and they will be paying tribute to Vampire Diaries characters. They're doing a musical episode on Legacy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just had a flashback to the epic decade dance episodes. <laughs> oh, what I wouldn't do for one of those. Well, those we, are fun. I, 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 I like the idea. Episode last year, we did. Yeah, they did. They when, did. When Hope finally came back and Landon and Josie were about to, uh, you know, they were about to have sex for the first time and that, yeah, all of that stuff. So, and then they went back to the 80s. That was fun. That was fun. That was, yes. that was a stir. So, but I, 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 okay, I like that idea. I think that idea is very, very cool. The only thing is, is that I, I'm, I'm concerned about how much they're going to focus on MG being a cute little singer rapper boy. <laughs> you know, so I, I can just see think- that. I don't know. I don't know about the rest of them, but I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe um, Danielle Rose Russell, who plays Hope, I believe that she may sing. And I have, I think I've seen video of Chris Lee, who plays Caleb, sing. I know he can dance. He is a singer. Okay. Yeah, I did. I, I, I did, thought yeah. I remembered that. Yes, yes so. he he does sing, and, and and I'm trying to remember what he was in briefly before, but yeah, no, I think he even actually was signed or is signed to a record label oh, at one point. Okay. okay, but no, that that no no, Caleb can sing. Uh, um, I'd have to actually see the episode to to give you a better opinion, but I I'm open to the idea. I like the idea. Yeah. Um. And I so, think this is the right kind of show to do something like that too. I mean, it's it's yeah. high school. They, you know, it might be one of those. It might be one of those episodes where they're still trying to do the whole unity thing, trying to bring the school and the students back together, and they do like a musical or something like that. I can see that happening in this show. It will be yeah it will be fun. It will be weird because you've got vampires. You've got. Uh, witches you've got werewolves and then you've got a, a the odd fairy you've got a phoenix so it's gonna be interesting well yeah yeah put this together and what the concept is that yeah and and we learned a few things in this episode we learned that they had never had a field trip before which was cute and we learned that the team the school is a south and damon would equally love and hate this they are the salvatore stallions <laughs> I, I can just see i can just see david going cool i'm saying that right way <laughs> i can just see that um i'm looking at the tv right now and they're at that scene where you've got the boys trying to hold the green knight down with the ropes and caleb's telling them to put their back into it and, they are after it. <laughs> and lizzie's throwing the fire i mean it was so 
I, I literally stopped typing and I was like, okay, I'm actually going to watch this for a full five minutes because it's so entertaining when they do it, they do it the right way. And you just, you cannot turn away because you know, each kid's going to contribute a line or a face or something. And it's going to be like, that's why I watched this show. It, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to, let's, let's get to Miss Alyssa Chime. <laughs> I thought she was dead because you know, it's so, it's so funny. So I can understand her being upset because Josie killed her last semester or mm. last season and now she's back. I completely forgot about the whole thing about the necromancer bringing her back. Like it's been so long since I've seen season two because again, COVID kind of screwed everything up because usually we would have gotten the new season in like September, October. Oh yeah. Just yeah. getting it now end of January. So I actually do need to go back and rewatch uh, season two, just so I can refresh my mind on, on some of the details. But I completely forgot about her backstory about her parents and her, you know, setting stuff on fire and, and killing her parents. I think that's what she did. And um, I think that I know she killed her parents. I think she accidentally set the house on fire. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause she was, she was a, um, a Miss Mystic Falls contestant, I believe, or something. Because remember they remember Lizzie had had Caroline's blue dress yes. that she was wearing. Yeah, she started out. Uh, she comes from one of those good witch families, if I remember correctly. Right no, or no? I think you're thinking of what was her name, Penelope. That's who it is. Yes, yes. the other one. That's right. Yes, the no. Lisa Chang is the. She's the student who. I think she was unable to control her magic when she was younger and she accidentally set her house on fire and killed her parents. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All and right, Lizzie got it, got it, got it. said something to her about it in this episode because, of course, Alyssa was, you know, she was getting the other witches to kind of bully Josie because of what she did and, you know, trying to cast her out and just make her feel bad. And Lizzie said something to her about, uh, oh, she's not the only murderer here, da 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 da. But at least you came back. At least you came back, and your parents couldn't or something. She said something to her, and when she said, I was like, Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. And I was like, Oh, you know, you kind of. It was one of those things where I was like, Oh, Lizzie, you shouldn't have said that. But at the same time, I was like, But you so deserved it, which I felt bad yeah. about because. She was a yeah. little girl when that happened. I mean, she couldn't have been any more than seven or eight. She couldn't control it. But at the same time, her character is such a bitch that I was just like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. She, she, you know, they they have this whole thing where they're choosing team captains. And Lizzie apologizes to MG. And she goes over and she basically wrecks whatever Alyssa is trying to do. And I love that she threatened them. And the, the look on Alyssa's face was so priceless. She was like, okay, fine, but I get to pick what game we do. I mean, she is, okay, so she killed you. Normally that would be a problem, <laughs> but with these kids, no, well, it would, <laughs> yes, normally it would be a problem, but these kids are vampires, they're witches, they're werewolves, they got the, they got one fairy. 
they're going to be okay if something like that happens to them. They're going to come back some way or another. They're, they're, just shake it off. Move on to next week. So she would have been fine. I mean, basically what I'm saying is the amount of hell that she was giving them about it was about 35 degrees more than she actually needed to. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a feeling it's going to be worse now because I think she pretty much has left. I don't know if she's left the school permanently, but, you know, of course she's gone back to the necromancer and he's like, okay, well, you want to be my acolyte? And she's looking like, hmm, I'm like, oh, here we go. So I did not see that coming. I don't mind the acolyte. I mean, I don't mind the necromancer, but he he does get to be a bit much. So I love him. I, uh, I, I, I love him. I I'm sorry. That ice cream to, thing. I don't want to have to deal with him the whole season. That's <laughs> not. Okay, he's a lot. I can take him, can take him in small degrees. Well, okay, I'll give you that. But see, Chad, I'm I'm upset because if that means that Chad's gone, Chad's fun. He goes this Chad, time. I'm going to be Chad's manager. Not going anywhere. I like Chad. He's, I like he's him. So he's, his little poor. He, that poor sap. He just. Oh, he, yeah. he, I, he's I like, like next time I'm going to become manager. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Okay, I probably like the and can deal with the necromancer probably a little bit more than you, but my thing with with her being the forever acolyte, um, he had better watch himself. Because she looks like somebody who could learn a few tricks and take over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I totally get that vibe. So I mean, and and she's got she's got the motive to do so. She wants to get. She still wants to get back at Josie. I mean, even though Josie pretty much apologized. You know, and and when Lizzie was trying to take up for her, she basically was like, "Stop! You're making things worse. They should hate me. This is what I did. I need to, I need to atone for this." You know, the fact that she wasn't, you know, taking the the cop out or the easy way out, saying, "Oh, well, I wasn't in control. You know, that I didn't do it on purpose." Or she 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 was taking full responsibility for what happened when she was using the dark magic, and so. There, you know, that's one of the things I do like about her character. But in Alyssa's mind, she doesn't care. All she knows is, oh, you killed me. Yeah, that's just true. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that of the twins, I think Josie is the one that eventually, when they do, if they don't find a solution and they have the ultimate Gemini thing, I think Josie will probably win. I, I think. I don't want to see, but I think that she would win based upon I, the fact. I would think that she would win at first, but I think now because of what happened last season, I think if think they ever do get to the point where they have to do the merge, I think that she would probably let Lizzie win out of guilt. I can see that. I think I so. can see that. But and then I hope they won't do that. Um, you know, I can see Liz being guilty. I can see Liz really feeling crappy about it oh yeah definitely but yeah but I think I hope that Caroline and all of her traveling you know traveling so that she's never ever ever with her girls 
um i hope she can find a way to get out of that that's the you know and i think that's another thing that does bother me about this show as far as the stories that they're telling because we hear caroline referred to a lot now anybody who has watched the vampire diaries would know Caroline is not staying away from those girls that long. No, 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 no. Caroline is <laughs> Caroline is their um she's their mother and she gave birth to them, but she was kind of sort of a reluctant surrogate. And the fact that she's a vampire and she was pregnant just had me laughing the entire season. Uh, I mean, the, the, the actress in real life was pregnant. Right. So, but as soon as I saw that, I started laughing my ass off because they would show her, you know, in various scenes in the, I think this went on like for half a season until she had the baby, but I was cracking up because, you know, she's, she's drinking a blood bag and she's out to hear you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she loves those girls. And the thing is, is that she's their mom and she basically gave up her entire life to go with the lyric and to raise those girls. And she would do anything, even to the point where her and the lyric almost got married, even though they both knew it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, but they wanted their girls to have a mom and dad and a family that was together. Well, you and, have to think too, uh, Caroline was kind of heartbroken because Stefan just up yeah. and left with no explanation. So there's Well, that. yeah, there, there's that. You know, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. A lyric is a nice guy. I mean, he, he, he's, you know, he's not bad, you know, but she was but a he Stephen. doesn't do well in the romance department. Uh, like, you, if I were to see yeah. Alaric, I would run the other, the other. Well, let's just put it this way. He doesn't get married well. okay he doesn't get married well Well, let's just put he he doesn't even date well i mean think about it well yeah that's true (laughs) think about it it... (laughs) Benna and uh what was her name uh meredith was it meredith fell and yeah he don't forget his first wife don't forget elena's mother well yeah well yeah well that was that's the married well the the he doesn't marry that's yeah yeah and then joe would be the other one but yeah dating record is not great either this is true again that follows on this show because the sheriff the sheriff is beginning to think that something's hinky about him you know yeah Yeah, you're right but you know it, it like i said this show isn't isn't about the adults it's about the kids mm-hmm. and and the kids and they're they're adorable they really are i love watching them and i think that the thing that really gets me is that even though it's a lot of monster of the week or freak of the week or whatever at the end of the day they really pull off a decent story i mean season one was a lot stronger than season two um i mean i'm sorry season two was a lot stronger than season one um I think that season three, we're going to see a lot of growth. I do get tired of the freak of the week, monster of the week, because I think that when you get episodes where we bring in uh, Dark Josie, when you bring in uh, the whole thing with Kai, by the way, if you ever see Kai in any type of episode, you have to watch it because it is so much fun. <laughs> he is so freaking hilarious. Love him. I, like, I do. Smart ass, but you can't help but just be like, I mean, I um I did a full rewatch of the Vampire Diaries over the summer 
And so just the scenes with him and Bonnie, just the way he talks to her and just, oh, he's, it's like you want to wring his neck, but at the same time you want him on the screen because you never know what he's going to do and you never know what he's going to say. And then it's just kind of like, I'm supposed to not like you, but why am I laughing so hard? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a fun character, but I think he's like, dead dead now right i think he is yes. uh, yeah he is Laura, dead yeah Alaric took care of him once and for finally all. yeah alaric's yeah, yeah alaric but well, see that's not the first time alaric's killed him either uh, <laughs> uh, see, and that's the other thing alaric can never kill anybody like for good he, they always come back yeah yeah but i i think that the storyline was refreshing we didn't get a really bad evil monster even the green knight wasn't as bad as it could have been it was more about you know reintroducing us to the characters mm-hmm. letting us know where they're at and it was an okay season opener but i expect much more for the next couple episodes because it was uh it was cute and it saved me from thinking oh when is it gonna come back i gotta watch it am i gonna like it i I don't have to think about this i know i'm gonna like it it's just how dumb or how uh crazy that they're gonna get yeah i'm i'm looking forward to the season like i said we we've all i mean we've been i think vampire diaries has been what 10 all together vampire diaries and originals what maybe 10 years 11 12 12 years in this whole universe starting from the beginning of vampire diaries yeah, that, then, that sounds about right yeah you know somewhere around there so um yeah so it's fun and it's fun to get the callbacks to the original shows like i said we we do know that there's going to be a musical episode and they're going to call back to some of the characters i would like to see more of the characters pop up if if we can i mean we got a little bit of coal last i think it was last season or yeah right ago maybe a little bit you know hope was having a uh a video call with him and he mentioned Davina in the background I would love to see those two because they ended up being one of my favorite characters on both shows or originals and um you know maybe see Freya again or get a flashback of Haley or you know I I don't know I I would like to see her interact a little bit more with family because because again the Michaelsons are supposed to be about family like please show a please can we get some Rebecca and Marcel um you know just a little something just throw well, Marcel's Marcel's too busy gaining the thirty pounds to be on NCS New Orleans he the he 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 bulked up for the role right. Yeah. And on purpose because they wanted him to have a different body frame, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't look like Marcel anymore. He looks like a really, 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 really cute cop that is like, "Hi, how are you?" Because <laughs> you because know? uh, when he was Marcel, he was too skinny. <laughs> I don't think he was too skinny. I like. Oh, him. I do. But, but I do. But I. I think. If, if he sounds like that, if he, if he sounds like, if you're saying he's like the cute cop, like, hi, then, okay, is he still going to have the edge to play Marcel? I think he would, but I mean. I, I think he would, too. I, like I think he would, know. too. I would like Well, 
I would like to see him now. The one that uh uh played Rebecca, I, I don't know if she would be open to coming back because she had so many issues when she was on the originals. Um, you know, because she was homesick and everything like that. I would like to see Vincent. I would like to see Freya. Um what? I would love to see Vincent. Like I know, right? Yusuf Gatewood. <laughs> I mean, since he's since he left uh, Vampire Diaries, I've seen him on Good Omens, and then he was in Umbrella Academy, and I just I get so he, excited. see I haven't finished Umbrella Academy, but oh didn't he get God. cast he, in something else? Didn't he get cast as a lead for something else that I heard was interesting? I don't know. No, I, I, I have to think. But but because okay, you know gotta, me, if it's not if it's if it's not like sci-fi fantasy type, you know, I, not that well, I don't. Want I think to, I just it, it just doesn't catch my. Uh, I no, I'm sort of there with you on that. I wanted to say it was some sort of sci-fi thing, but I can't think of what it was. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I I would like to see more of the cast. Um, they could bring Matt back easily. Uh, I like him. I like uh, oh, okay. I, I like seeing people who are there and they don't have to be on like a huge story, but just pop up every once in a while. Because yeah. with the right. Vampire Diaries and the originals, there's enough people who are in the cast that they can continually every once in a while bring someone in and uh, the biggest thing that I don't like is that because of this pandemic, we can't go anywhere. We have to do virtual panels and stuff. But the last, I think it was uh, two and a half years ago, they were going to have the last uh, Vampire Diaries convention at this little hotel that's by the San Francisco airport. It's the one where they use for uh, Star Trek conventions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Ian was going to be there. And actually, they both were going to be there. Paul and Ian were going to be there. And for some reason, I couldn't go. And then at the last minute, they canceled. If I'm not mistaken, the company who does those particular conventions, um, I think they are still trying to do some conventions. That would be, that's Create Now. And I know that, um, I know that, I think Vampire Diaries is still on their list. So I don't know. I I actually attended a Vampire Diaries convention back in, I want to say it might have been 2010. Oh, wow. These were like the smaller conventions. There's, um, I have a couple of friends who run run a convention and um, they they used to do some Vampire Diaries conventions uh, for a while. And, um, you know, it was was fun. I didn't get to see Paul at that one because I think he ended up getting called in to film. So he had to cancel his appearance for the weekend, but I did get to meet Ian, um, did get to meet uh, Robert Prago who played uh, Mayor Lockwood. Mm. Got to meet a couple of the other people. So it's a lot of fun. I would be so glad. Yes, I'm, I'm looking right now. So there are some Vampire Diaries convention schedule for October in that sounds about Illinois, right. And then there's another one uh, in September in New Jersey. That sounds about right. So, and it's creating that, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 
because create that does a lot of those shows that you like now uh yes. rumor has it that they were going to be doing more of them so yeah but does it now have they added grim because i keep hearing that they're going to add grim not that i see okay because no. they started out doing xena uh, they used to be heavy into stargate of course, Star Trek, Vampire Diaries. Yep, they still have those. Yep. Originals. I'm now. Yeah. Yeah. Once Upon a Time, they did. They, they did a Once Upon a Time con. I think they did that twice. Yeah. I, 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 see, see, here's the thing. When you like TV shows like we do, and you like the fandom, if you can get in before the pandemic to these smaller conventions that are show specific, you can spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, get your picture taken, uh, go to the panels you can uh, get an autograph or whatever for not that bad of a price and have a heck of a good time not you with really this convention can. huh i said not with this convention company there i mean it's one of the reasons why i've never gone to one of theirs because it's so freaking expensive but well, i've um, been to the star trek ones on create nets now i'm not gonna lie they're expensive, but they're not as expensive as Star Wars, but that's a different story. Oh, of course. Now, here, here, we'll see. Here's the problem. I went tw- we went twice. The first year we went was the very first time that they had a Star Trek convention by CreateNet. And we got silver tickets. And the silver tickets were, no, I got bronze tickets. I'm sorry. I got bronze tickets. That What they do is you get a ticket and your seat. And that's the same seat that you can sit in the entire convention. Mm-hmm. Don't laugh, people who are listening to this. That is actually a plus. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. once you, because if you get all open seating, you can get screwed. But if you're seat A and seat B on row 14, that is your seat. You could be late. You can stroll in halfway through. That's your seat. Yeah. Got bronze. We were in the nosebleeds. Got silver the next time. Pay. Oh, a yeah. lot of money yeah yeah I, a lot I of money know because i'm <laughs> yeah but let's get back but, let's get back to but the but my thing is but my thing is is that let me just finish this and i'll go back to it. my thing is is that the tickets to the um the vampire diaries thing were actually decent price and they sold out and a lot of people didn't get to go yeah so sorry tangent hopefully hopefully um you know, like I said, they, they do have a couple of um, Vampire Diaries and Originals uh, conventions scheduled for later this year. And I don't know how likely that's going to happen. Hopefully with uh, the vaccine rollout and everything that, you know, they've been making us do to try to contain coronavirus. Hopefully these conventions will happen. But I mean, I'm looking at the guest list for one of the conventions and you've got... Um, You've got people from all three shows. You've got Ian and Paul. You've got uh, Matt Davis, Alaric. You've got Danielle Rose Russell Hope. Um, you've got Enzo, Tyler, Matt, Josh, Haley, um, Atticus. So they've got like a whole slew of characters from all three shows. So hopefully we can start doing stuff like this again because that has been like that's been one of the, that was one of the catalysts for me going ahead and starting this podcast because we couldn't gather at conventions anymore. Like we couldn't talk to our friends about these things the way mm. we would 
you know, pre-pandemic, like last year I was supposed to go to five different conventions and that would have been the most for me in like years, just because one money, two time, you know, my son graduated high school in June. So it's kind of like, okay, now I can stop worrying about being mommy and scheduling everything around their schedules and I can actually do something for me. And then we get this fucking pandemic and I'm stuck mm. in the house. Like Dragon Con was canceled. I was supposed to go to Dallas Comic. Um, it's it's just oh so well, I, no, I, I, I I'm sort of there with you because for me and Mark, we, we don't have children, but we we finally got ourselves out of going to conventions and doing real vacation stuff. But we have gone and we still go, would like to go to various things. We, we, we've done Comic-Con, we've done Star Wars Celebration, we've done Star Trek cons. The only cons that we haven't really done, uh, Doctor Who, okay. you know, Emerald City Comic-Con. So, but my thing is, is that when we, you go, you meet your friends. Now, one of the coolest things that I did was we went to uh, Star Wars Celebration and one of the major Star Wars podcasts actually had a live recording and we went to the live recording and it was over two and a half hours and I stood for two and a half hours listening to them talk about Star Wars. Right. It was the geekiest thing ever. Right. Cons are essential if you are a nerd because you get to see, as they say, your people. And I love being on this podcast because I don't talk to anybody anyway. And the fact that I get to talk nerddom just makes me happy. Yeah. So hopefully again, we get to go to cons. I would love to try to get to a, a Vampire Diaries Originals Legacy. Oh, I would love that. that now, is there anybody who is known for not doing the cons as part of the show? Because there's always one or two. Not that I can think of because, I mean, even... Even the one convention that I went to that was Vampire Diaries, and like I said, I think that was either 2009 or 2010, even cast members who were not part of the convention, they showed up. And this convention, you know, this convention is, is a smaller convention, it's icon. They they usually host smaller mm, okay. conventions. So you right. only get about 400 to 600 people, but it makes the convention way more intimate. And they have a lot of activities that, you know, go on like, um, you know, karaoke shows and all this other stuff. Uh, yes, so it's like, yes, even yeah. with the stars that were there and they were actually on the guest list as part of the convention, like we were walking around the hotel and you see this person here and that person there and it's like, hey, I didn't see them on the guest list. No, they came to hang out with everybody. So I, I don't know of too many that don't do them. So because I'm because there's always at least one or two who either think that they don't need to do it because of the fan base or they just never have the time to go. Yeah, you know it's it's it, and I always am curious because uh, other fandoms you'll find that after about say 10, 15 years of not being on the show, they start going and then they turn around they give an interview and they say why didn't I do this sooner? The yeah. fans are awesome. Yeah, you know, which is cool. Yeah, so so I'd love to see that, but um, let's see. Pulling it back to the show, I think we covered everything for the show. Again, the first episode there wasn't a lot going on; just basically kind of catching us up, 
with where the season, uh, excuse me, where the characters left off last season and putting, basically putting everybody back on the board. So everything that was kind of wrong at the end of last season has kind of sort of corrected itself. Landon is right. in his own body. And because of that, you know, he did the little sleeping beauty kiss. <laughs> and that was so Hope, cute. And Hope wakes up. So Hope and Landon are back on the board. Raphael is apparently a descendant of Arthur. And, um, you know, the rest of the gang is together. Josie remains to be seen how she's going to be this season um, on her I guess you can call it path to redemption. Um, I do think that she's probably going to be missing for a couple of episodes because yeah, at the end yeah. of this episode, she mentioned to Alaric that she needs to go and spend some time with Caroline. So I think she may be gone for a couple of episodes. I hope not too long because she is one of my favorite characters on the show. But um, yeah. Now, is that pandemic or is that just the story? I I wondered about that. I, I, I hope it's just the story. Um, because I think they had to have filmed this season during pandemic. So I would think that if you've already gone through all of the protocols that the studios are doing with, you know, the actors, you know, right. they're right. having to do the mandatory COVID test. Like I, on some sets, I've been reading reports where some sets are doing it like three times a week. You have to get a COVID test. You know, they're they're really uh, segregating the cast from the crew so that there's not too much overlap or too much interaction. Um, I, I've heard a lot of people um, just in doing interviews from other shows, how they talk about it's a really it's a really different vibe, especially on shows where you have the cast and the crew. They're really close right they said it's it's very different the the vibe because they can't really interact the way that they want to so I would think that if they've already put those protocols in place for filming that if they have everyone there and everyone's tested clear then they would go ahead and do that so I don't know maybe it's a personal thing maybe something maybe something came up in her schedule to where she's like okay I can't film during this particular time i don't know so or it could just be storyline related like maybe there's okay. something that's going to happen with her character while she's gone with caroline and when she comes back it's going to be something It'll be different. different so right i don't know because this doesn't like i just hope it's not too long you know or maybe yeah when they come yeah. back for the second episode she may already be back you know they may back and come back yeah. jump, maybe a couple of weeks or something or and, months or something right. yeah because the shows are coming down to two things they're coming down to the storyline doesn't mention covid pandemic at all or that's all the show episodes are about yes and luckily for most of the shows that i've been watching COVID is not mentioned at all. It's like, there's no pandemic. I think the only ones that I've heard it mentioned are the ones that I watch that are like reality-based. Like I watch a couple of shows on HGTV and they mention it in like um, on their social media or they, they mention it a little bit in the show, but for the most part, okay. it's, it's okay. kind of like, yeah, it, do, it doesn't exist, which is great because I'm going to be honest. I've had to deal with COVID now every day for the last 10 months. I don't want to watch it in my fantasy shows. Let it mm. just be that. Let it be fantasy. Let me have my, let me have my make-believe world where COVID does not exist. Don't mention it. I, 
I don't have to have it in my TV shows. Like it saturates enough of my life. Like I've been working from home for most of the last 10 months. My daughter actually had COVID a few weeks ago. I don't need, I don't need anything else COVID related in my life. So we're dealing with it in reality. Keep it out of, keep it out of my, my fantasy and my, my show. So I'm, I'm glad that they haven't mentioned it. So I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, we're, we're going to keep, we're going to keep talking about legacies. I think this is one of the shows most of the shows that we do for the most part they have a little bit more mature subject matter or they have heavier subject matter this show even though they deal with a lot of dark elements it still has an element of fun because you are talking about teenagers who are who are still in school so that's a lot of the fun aspect for me that's one of the reasons why I can actually watch this show and enjoy it because it's not it's not ridiculously heavy. It's not so depressing. It's not so, you know, to the point where it's just like, oh, you know, you you get the you get the heaviness and you get the drama, but you also get a little bit of ridic- ridiculousness, and you get some fun and you get a little bit of cheesiness and all of that. I I I love when they put all of that together. And give us a show like this. It's it's fun to watch, and it's you know, I, I I'm enjoying it. So I'm glad we're getting a chance to talk about it and cover it. And then that gives us that gives us a outlet to also talk about Vampire Diaries in the original, so that we're not overloading the guys with the references. Because I think Anthony and Michael are both more so casual viewers. I think Anthony right right we're- the first episode. I mean the first season, and Mike. I don't know what he's watched, but then also, you know, it gives me kind of a break because anytime I mention uh, Vampire Diaries and my daughter is around, I get fussed at because they, like I said, the show got on their nerves so much, they don't even like mentioning it. Like anytime I mention, they're like, don't talk about it. I'm like, but I liked it. <laughs> Whereas one of my coveted, most coveted possessions is the eight season DVD box set. <laughs> Vampire Diaries. <laughs> That's cool. I, I don't have the originals yet. I have to get that one. But yeah, I I watch sir. I watch shows uh, that I love. I watch certain shows once a year, mm-hmm. and Vampire Diaries is one of those shows that I watch once a year just to be. I you know I watch Vampire Diaries. I watch Grimm. I watch Contem- Continuum. I watch Leverage. I watch Falling Skies. And then after that, I go back to whatever I'm watching. Yeah. I watch those every year because you have to because if you don't you miss them and then when you need to reference something you forget and then you wind up spending three days up all night (laughs) yes i mean i don't do it every year but i do i i do a vampire diaries rewatch um i think since the show has ended i maybe have watched the whole series again twice um and i watched it three times yeah like i said the most recent being this past summer i do plan to go back and rewatch uh the originals as well so um like you said i'm one of those people it's like if if i don't if i'm not watching it like i'll forget certain things especially because in those last couple of seasons there was so much going on so it's kind of Hard that last season that. had too much going on. I can't watch that last season. I can get up to say 
four or five episodes in a season eight and then I just can't do it because it's too painful because I know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we, we won't even. Yeah, yeah, and I can't. <laughs> I, it, 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 I'm not going to go into, into anything, but I just get to a point where something, a certain thing happens, and I'm like, but see, here's the problem: the finale of the originals. I was okay. I hardly shed a tear. The finale of the Vampire Diaries. I didn't. I was like, oh, okay, fine, cool. I mean, I, I was okay with it, okay? I was actually good. The well, finale- I actually wasn't because I was so sad that the show was ending. Like like I said, the, the originals ended up being one of my like all-time favorite shows. One of mine too. That I, was good. I, I don't want it to end. Like we can find I, some way to keep it on, which but I'm glad that they ended the way that they ended because they ended, they ended the story very well. It they wasn't like it, it was one right of those way. things where it just, they had a bullshit and they didn't pull a Game of Thrones on us, you no, know? No, so. no, and that's why And that's why I was okay with it because the, look, a certain person just passed on. They didn't have to, they chose to. So right. I was good. The last episode of the Vampire, baby, when they go to that porch, <laughs> I was it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I was standing, you know how you get up and you stand in front of your TV? I was standing in front of my TV and I was bawling in front of the TV. I stood up. Mark Walton, he's like, what the hell's wrong with you? But, yeah. and, and there's Uncle John. I mean, I was I was a mess. I, I've only watched it three times and I can't do it because they manage to break me with that one episode and that one scene and i can never forgive them but i still love it yeah i got it i got it but you know we get we get to continue on with Haley and klaus's daughter and we get to see joe slash caroline's daughters but again i i would like to see a little bit more michaelson's in it especially since the whole show for the most part it's supposed to be her being a star so hopefully hopefully we'll get some semblance of michaelson's this year i'm i'm really curious to see how they're going to do this musical episode and how they're going to pay homage to the vampire diary so that's going to be kind of fun i'm still rooting for a secret lockwood baby that's going to show up and be a hot little little troublemaker (laughs) no oh come on that would be so much fun thinking about that i'm like hmm i mean i mean mean, it's tyler it's possible they're tyler could have they could have just oh i didn't know the kid find out he's he's tyler lockwood's son he shows up he's 16 he's a werewolf everybody goes gaga i mean come on there's so many ways that they could throw the character some of the stuff in there you know that's true maybe i spent too much time thinking about the show but i (laughs) I, I think my thing is, is that I, they're three for three. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if they, Julie Plett keeps this train rolling and that we get a fourth show because it is popular enough and the numbers are good enough that if they play their cards right, they could probably get a fourth series. I mean, come on, 
we're three series in. I mean, I can't think of anything other than Star Trek that you start getting more than a sequel. Or am I wrong? No, I'm 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 trying to think if they were to do another spinoff like who would it be based on? Like who would they talk about? I don't know. They, they, well, you know, I've always thought that they did themselves a big disservice not giving us, even though we got a lot of it, more of the New Orleans witches or giving us a little bit more of the werewolves that were not from the bayou. I mean, they could go in any number of directions, you know, but I think that they could probably get another series out of it. They could do a show with just Vince, and I wouldn't be mad at all. I wouldn't be mad about that one at all. Not in the least. They could do Vincent all day long. And you know the wit- the witch that would be a good show. That would be. That would be. Mm, okay. You know? See. But anyway, no, we're getting off track now because we could go all. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> no. So we're gonna end this right now before we talk about another. Before we end up talking another hour about. <laughs> what other possibilities there are for this world. And we'll just, we'll see where it goes. You know, um, we're right at the beginning of a third season. And so we've got quite a ways to go. I'm not sure exactly how many episodes is in this season, but I, th- oh, I didn't even look. I think we're in for a fun ride. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you know what? I don't even care how many episodes because, you know, the CW does a pretty good job on gauging exactly how many episodes you're willing to watch on a show before you get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Except for Charmed. Charmed needs to just be canceled. But other than that. Mm. Oh, okay. So I, I I don't know how many episodes we have, but I, I can tell you that Salvatore the Musical will happen on episode three. So not this week, but next week we get. Oh, then she'll be, Josie episode. will be back for that. So she probably is only going to be out for one show. Yeah, she's even that. That's what I think. So we'll oh, see. That'll be so fun. We'll see. So for now, that is it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.